Welcome into Adam's Plus One, where, as you know, my plus one is the star of the show. I'm just here to make sure that we somewhat stay on track. Yash, listen, man, this dude gets a little lippy. Might have to hold me back. <laughs> Supposedly a fighter, but hey, I don't want to show him what's up. So, <laughs> welcome on in, Ryan. Hey, what's up, Adam? How, How are we doing, bro? Doing good, bro. bro good to see you. Good to see you too, bro. That's my introduction, talking smack, because that's half our friendship. So, do me a favor and introduce yourself to my listeners. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Adams Plus One. My name is Ryan. I'm a I'm a friend of Adams. I'm a somewhat of a professional fighter. I am a professional fighter. Uh, I've been fighting for about 10 years now, and um, I teach martial arts. I teach Muay Thai, kickboxing, the whole nine, travel the world doing it, uh, you know, chasing a dream of being a professional fighter, and here I am all these years later. Hell yeah. Do me a favor, because, okay, I wrote it down, and I know it, but you'll explain it better. Specifically, I know it's like K1, like what level of pro and what do you do kickboxing? Yeah, so... I uh, primarily do Muay Thai, which is uh, like a form of kickboxing. The kickboxing and Muay Thai get very, um, they, people think they're the same, but they're different. It's like comparing rugby and football, right? It's right. like trying to get the ball across the line. You know, in kickboxing and Muay Thai, we're using our hands and our feet to hurt our opponent. But in Muay Thai, they call it the art of eight limbs. So you can use your fists, your elbows, um, your shins, and your knees. This guy, that's all he does is fight. He's fighting the mic already. So yeah, I guess, dude. you know, that's just in I, his, in I his... have issues. All right. <laughs> uh, do me, you know, do me a solid. How, how did you get into fighting? Was it first into martial arts? What did, what got you into it first and how old were you? When you got um, into it? Yeah. So it's kind of like, like looking back and trying to remember like how that all happened. Uh, it's kind of crazy because I remember seeing uh, a promote like a prom like a commercial for UFC 100. So I don't know if you know who fought on UFC. It was Brock Lesnar and Frank Mir, and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I told my mom, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna try this. I was 16, um, and I went to go try a grappling class at uh, No Joke Martial Arts. And I really didn't enjoy the class so much, but I signed up and I, I was going for a little bit. And then I ended up taking a boxing. They offered boxing as well. And then I loved the boxing class. I just loved hitting stuff and it was a great relief. Um, growing up, I wasn't so much of an athlete. I was kind of a, kind of a pudge and I don't know, it was really, really fun and I enjoyed doing it. And I also played this uh, video game called UFC, I think it was Undisputed 3. Oh my game, God. <laughs> I smashed it, and I, that's just what got me into martial arts was playing this this game. I would always play with Chuck Liddell, throwing the overhand right every single time. And I ended up watching, uh, I had a bunch of my friends over, and we ended up watching the UFC 100 like on the pay-per-view. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this is so cool. And my favorite, favorite person out of the whole like the fight was Tiago Alves. So he fought George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre beat him, but Tiago Alves was a striker, and he was awesome with his low kicks. Like I remember watching the like this training, his highlights before, you know, they go out and fight and do whatever. They're talking him up and you just see him doing this. Like, man, that's so cool. That low kick, right? Yeah. So tell me then, you, you did boxing right away. When did you transition to the martial arts? Uh, like transition from to kickboxing and boxing yeah. and stuff? Yeah. So I first started training and my first time ever competing was um, when I was 19 and it was actually a boxing match. So I had about a three-year window mm -hmm. where... 
I was just training. Um, growing up, I was kind of a dweeb, and like when I first started sparring, and like I was getting good enough to spar and stuff like that, I was like a complete puss. Like right. I was turning away. I was afraid, afraid to get hit. I was afraid to get hit. I was afraid to hit somebody too. That's a big. That's a big thing people don't talk about. It's like you have to be able to hit someone. I was just being too nice. Yeah. And. Can't be, can't be nice in the fight game. Can't be you nice. You can be before, but yeah. not in there, right? When, you, when, when you're in there and nothing else in the world matters, your brain has to go to a primal state, and you just have to absolutely smash this dude. Yeah, I just I I say these affirmations in my head to like get myself there, and I just get to a very very dark, weird place, you know, to be able to do this. And what kind of affirmations? Uh, no, just like do you still death, use them? Yeah, yeah. Use them? yeah death and dismemberment is what I use. That's kind of kind of metal but yeah one of my first coach ever his name is rich he owns the gym at no joke okay. um he that's what he would tell me because he he knew me right he knew i was kind of soft you know growing up kind of like a softy right so he trying to get my head you know in the right place before it, you go into the phrase death and dismemberment <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll get you from soft uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah you gotta battle and yeah you can't have any second guesses right it's all got to be all gas, no brakes. I tell people a lot, right? That will will ask me because they know I'm friends with you and, and that I enjoy UFC. We're friends. Right? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> we'll see. Yash might have to pull me back. You get a little more lifty. There's the first strike, Yash. But I'll tell people who are committed to a really difficult goal. Like, I want to be a doctor. I want to do certain things. I always say there's certain things in life that you can't have to. You can't yeah. half-ass it, no. right? You can play like other sports with a ball no. and you can kind of go out there and kind of half-ass You can play soccer. It. You can play soccer half-ass. You half can play basketball. Ass. You can you cannot half-ass a fight. No. You can't half-fight. Right? No. You're in there. If you do, it's not going to be very fun. Yeah, especially <laughs> training for it, too, and everything. So appreciate that. So now you got into it at 16. You did boxing, and then you transitioned over. Here, here's what I'm really curious about. I've actually, I don't think I've ever asked you this. So, you know, this is a, this is a good question, I think. What sort of reaction did you get from friends, family, people that knew you? Because for people that don't know, Ryan was... Not an athlete, and when he said it, he was being nice. He was a little, a little heavy, a little. Uh, I was, I was a thicker than a Snickers. <laughs> your words, not mine. Yeah. But you were not as coordinated either. Like yeah, you said, was, you had to, was, you had to become an athlete while yeah, you were becoming a fighter. Exactly. That's two hurdles. So, what was the reaction you got from friends and family? Yeah. What was that? Was it positive, <laughs> negative? What was that like? People were like disbelief. People were always just like, "You're gonna get hurt. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? Like, you're gonna get destroyed." Right. And um, people, like people, watched my first fight. They were. I don't, they were just so surprised. Wow. They were just like, holy shit, this guy was serious and he did it and he beat up this grown man. Like, right. what that, would that, would that do for your confidence? Oh, um, the, it, the, it, the reaction, not the performance, the reaction, seeing when people that yeah, maybe people, doubted you. Yeah, but, it was cool, right? It was like a boost, right? It yeah. definitely boosted my ego, but you know, there's levels to everything, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I knew I, I was just, I was just at the tipping point. Like, I I was introduced right, and it was up to me to keep drinking the the fountain of the water, you know, like the water, right? Yeah. To keep keep going on the path, right? right? People can show you where the path is, right? I was shown right through through the gym and stuff, and you know, it's up to me to keep walking, you know, to keep going after it. Yeah, definitely. Has the like along the way as a fighter, have you had to deal with criticism, like difficult criticism from? Friends, family, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. my friends, like, my family, they're just, like, you know, when you get to a level of fighting, like, where I'm at right now, you're going to get hurt. Like, people get really, really hurt. And I've had my handful of, like, uh, injuries and stuff like that. And, my, you know, my friends and my family, they love me. They don't want to see me get hurt. 
But um, yeah, so there's how, that pool. Right. How is that criticism that you've dealt with and dealing with it with family and friends? Mm-hmm. How is that just not only in fighting, but how has that helped you maybe go against or deal with criticism in any area of life? Yeah. You, it, has it helped? Yeah. In what way? Definitely. Yeah. Like this whole journey of me becoming a, a martial artist, a martial arts monk, right? Someone who just devotes their whole entire existence to something. I mean, it makes my everything so easy. There's this, uh, you know, the Book of Five Rings. You know, I've heard I, of it. No, yeah, so I'm gonna butcher his name, uh, Mira, Miratu Musashi. Gotcha. Uh, it's a Japanese guy. He was the most famous swordsman in all of uh, Japan, and he slayed. A, I think he beat like 60 or 70 people in one-on-one combat. Like not all at once, but right. like in duels. And the premise of the Book of Five Rings is once you master one thing, you can master anything in life. So. Um, it's been a very, very influential thing, in, influential thing, right? I've, I've become proficient at this one thing and then I'm transitioning that to anything in my life that I want to, right? That I want to devote my energy to. Like you can take those basic fundamentals of, okay, when you first learned how to throw a low kick, yeah. it probably sucked, right? No, that was awful. It was awful, right? Like yeah. you wouldn't want us to watch it on video camera. No, yeah. There's no video of it anyway. I deleted <laughs> it all. <laughs> I don't want to see that. And then you just stick with it, right? Yeah. Take take me through the journey of getting good at just one thing and fighting, like a, like a low kick. Yeah. What's well, that process like for you? Yeah. First off, you just, you just, you have to like... This is like me speaking of as an instructor, right? If I was going to take a new person, you just walk through the very fundamental basics. You have to put everything in steps, right? You got to step your left foot out, right? You got to have your good balance, right? Not everything. You just have that good balance, good stance, right? You have to step out. You have to drive into your knee that you're stepping in, and then the hip and the leg come over. So you have to break it all down into steps. And you have to train the technique where it becomes just effortless and you just do it like that, right? So you don't have to think, be like, okay, when I jab, I have to make sure my right hand's up and I fully extend my arm. (laughs) When you're out there in a fight, you just jab, right? You're like, okay, I'm hitting the X button, boom, right? And your right hand should be up the entire time, right? That's where you have to train, like training these fundamental skills and combat sports or like Muay Thai boxing, whatever we're talking about is so, it's so important just to like dumb everything down and like not every workout is going to be a drenched sweat session where you're just like dying. Oh man, that was such a good workout. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you sometimes. have to like break it down. Yeah. Sometimes you're just, step. sometimes you're just working on simple part. Exactly. Keeping for, your distance. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. So, I mean, I know you mentioned you've been fighting for 10 years. Yeah. How many total fights have you had? You can break that down, like total yeah, yeah. pros and whatnot. So uh, I'm about, I'm reaching about 50. I think I'm at like, four, like high 40s or low 50s. Um, I've had seven professional fights and um, how many subtract that? So it's like 40-something amateur fights. Very cool. And within the amateur fights, I, when I first started competing, it was all boxing, right? Right. I had about seven boxing matches before I had my first kickboxing fight. Cool. Yasha's telling us to try the pads, and you know what? Yasha's a lot smarter than me when it comes to this, so yeah, let's, let's I mean, listen to... Like, like, like I listen to you when, when it comes to fighting. Yeah, right? yeah. we you listen, listen to Yash when we're, it's time to podcast. And then, and then you listen to me for every other area of life. Yeah, you can shut up. <laughs> Yash, strike two. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. shit, I like Son. that. And then the one below is applause, I think. No, that was that. And then the one next to it is applause. Which we won't be doing for you, don't worry. Nah, don't worry, it's fine. I'm not used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like I like that one a lot. I'm always clapping for myself. Oh, you hit it twice? Yeah, hit, turn it off. Yeah, dude. Gotcha. For the applause? Cool. Yeah, everyone's happy to see me, so 
<laughs> I need to start doing that when I introduce people. Not Ryan, but the next person. He doesn't yeah, deserve yeah, it. Yeah, I don't deserve it. It's fine. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. What were you up to today? What'd you do today? Man, tell, today, tell the people what you do on a Saturday. What does Ryan? What does Ryan Rutherford do, do on, a on a Saturday? Well, today um, I joined a fi- uh, a fitness cult called CrossFit. And it's <laughs> you joined the, it? Yeah, yeah. And it's the CrossFit Open right now. So I went down to my uh, my friend's gym. Well, which I'm a member of JD Fit or JD CrossFit, and we uh, did a little workout. And then after that, uh, I went over to the gym. No joke. Where I first started all those years ago, 13 years ago. Worked out, did a boxing class with our friend, mutual friend Justin Barber. Who, oh, was uh, he there? yeah, he was running that. What, what do you call him? You have a nickname? Uh, Big Doofus. Big I, don't Doofus. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. That's funny. He's what? my. He's my. Uh, he's my father. He's that's my it. boxing father. Boxing father. That's <laughs> yeah. it. What, and uh, it's, it was funny. His kids were there, and I'm like, you guys know I'm related, right? <laughs> And they were just so weirded out. They're like, why is this weird guy saying he's my brother? And he's just like, don't listen to him. Don't listen to this idiot. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome, dude. Justin, Uh, I love you. (laughs) Well, we'll make sure we we, we cut that up for Justin right there. Yeah. What is the biggest highlight in your fight career at this moment? I mean, I get it. Every day that could change, right? Yeah, of course. But at this moment, sitting here at Yasha's studio, by the way, I'm going to look in the camera when I say this. This is now my studio. But if you are looking to make great content in a studio in the Rockford or Belvedere area, please hit up my man Yash over here because this place is so clean and it's yeah, so it's, easy. It's, it's effortless, really cool. Right? Hit applause. Nope. Nope. There you hey, go. Hey, there we go. And don't forget, use promo code Adam Denim for 15% <laughs> off your first session. Okay, listen. I like I like the denim look. All right. Typically I go. Blue jean, da- blue jean, and then black jeans. Double I wanted denim. to switch it up. No. Wrong guess to do it for. It's all good. It's all good. So yeah, highlight of your highlight of my fighting career. So there, there a few things come to mind, right? Um, I've been very fortunate to be given all these awesome opportunities to like when I to you know accomplish these awesome things. So I've had a lot of great people guide me through this journey. Like you know, of course, it's me doing all the fighting and all the work, but I've had so many like awesome mentors and people guide me through this. You want to shout a few of them out? Oh, for sure. First one I'm going to give out, it's going to be um, Justin Barber, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a great guy, even though he's a bit of a, bit of an asshole, right? <laughs> but he's a, he's, well, the more you get to know, like the more you know Justin, the more you enjoy him, right? He's just mean because he, you know, he wants to see you do better, right? And those are the best friends to have. He's, then, he's real with you. Yeah, he's real he's with me. Real with yeah, you. exactly. Uh, Rich Whiteneck, the owner of No Joke. Yeah, we can uh, give a shout out. Uh, P.A. Sitmunchai, or I don't know if that's his last name, but he owns Sitmunchai Gym in Thailand. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah, and there's that, there's a hand, handful of those. But um, back to the uh, like the most memorable achievement, right? So... I first went to Thailand and to train Muay Thai. So for those that don't know, Muay Thai um, in Thailand's national sport is Muay Thai, right? So that's Thai, they call it Thai boxing or just, there they just call it boxing. Yeah. Um, but it's automatically assumed that you're going to be kicking too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Punches, like, elbows, knees, and kicks. Because here you say boxing and we're not yeah, in yeah, America. Yeah, exactly. We don't think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like Thailand has a lot of great boxers, but they call it Western boxing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or do they call it like pussy boxing? Like, yeah. No. They, they don't look down on it? No, not so much. No? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's no ego. You know right, I mean? right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No ego. My no, bad. No ego, man. Come on. Look yeah, at this guy. This All right. So Muay Thai in Thailand, okay? The, the 
my biggest achievement. All right, so when I first went there, it was like five years ago. And um, after my fight, uh, my first fight, at, which was at Lumpini Stadium, which was a bit of a, it was a rocky experience. I don't know if, for people that don't know, Lumpini Stadium is one of the most prestigious stadiums in Thailand. And uh, the gym boss, the guy that runs Sitmon Chai Gym, he threw me in there. Well, he didn't throw me in there. I said, I kind of like maneuvered my way because I wanted to fight in the stadium so bad because it was like, it's the pinnacle of, um, of high-level box Muay Thai, right? It's Lumpini right. and Raja Damner in stadium. And I'm like, hey, like, I leave, you know, I'm leaving Thailand this day. I mean, I think I want to fight around here because I had, like, you know, three weeks left. I'm like, I can train hard for three weeks. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll message somebody and you fight. And you know, I'm like, perfect. He's like, all right, cool. We have you a Thai opponent. Um, uh, here's a picture of him. And he's going to be at Lumpini Stadium. And... Um, for the, it was my third fight with elbows only, which might not sound like it's a big deal, but it's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah, training but, a totally different reaction. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I do the fight, whatever I get, I get my ass beat, right? I get, I lose by to like a liver shot in the third or fourth round. Okay. Wait a uh, minute. Wait a minute. Did you say you got your ass beat? Yeah, I got my ass beat. <laughs> Brazilian cat, real tall dude. He was, is, this dude was massive. Okay. Yeah. He put a whooping on me. Well, whatever. All right. I'm like, okay. Like, I got to go fight in Lumpini Stadium. Um, I got to, you know, experience something crazy that people dream about doing. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my time here. I was in Bangkok. And I was like, all right, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my time. I'm like, all right. Well, I went to, you know, I was looking for stuff to do. And then, well, like the other stadium I was talking about, Rajadamnern. All right. It's the very first stadium ever built for Muay Thai in the world. So the king, uh, the Thailand's king, I think in like the 40s or 50s, they, he, they wanted to um, promote and like encourage Muay Thai because Muay Thai comes from Muay Baran, which was Muay Baran is another type of martial art that was taught to the Thai army for, you know, military tactics. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. So what they did, they introduced boxing gloves and they changed about some of the rules and stuff like that. And Muay Thai was born. Gotcha. And then the king at the time, wanted to have a stadium for Muay Thai bouts to happen. And that was called Rajadamnern Stadium. Um, and I went to the stadium and I went to go watch. And and there was a lot, there's some foreign fighters on there, you know, and then it was pretty cool. I'm like, man, these guys, you know, they're, they're not much better than me. Right. So in my head, I'm like, you know, one day I'm going to fight here and I'm going to win. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And then I, I go back home, right? And I'm like, in my head, after that first trip to Thailand, I knew that, I'm like, this is what I want to do. I fell in love. How long were you in Thailand that time? Uh, it was a month. Okay. Like, probably three and a half weeks, four weeks. So when you say come home, you came home to America? I came back home gotcha. to Belvedere, Illinois, right? Gotcha. Yep, got Glorious and, place. Glorious place. Beautiful corn stalks everywhere, right? <laughs> Women are very corn fed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't cancel me, please. <laughs> Well, I don't really care because I'm not famous yet. So you can say <laughs> whatever fine. you want. All right. So I come back in my head. I'm like, my mission right now, to save every dollar I can to go back to Thailand. And the whole Rajadamnern thing, fighting, didn't populate in my head. So I go back uh, for two and a half years maybe. And then I get, I get a certain amount of money. I'm like, you know what? You just have those, you know, just one of those epiphanies. You just like, you know, you're looking something like that and you're like, man, I really don't understand it. But then you look back here, you're like, oh, yeah. Right. Like, I just had an epiphany and then I'm like, all right. I booked a ticket, a one-way ticket. 
And then I'm like, all right, going back to Thailand. I went to Sitmanchai Gym again and started training there. I went, uh, I was training. Did you have to contact someone like, hey, yeah, I'm yeah. showing up. I want to train at the gym. Yeah, exactly. Like? Yeah, right. yeah. So there's a liaison. Her name's Abigail, right? And she runs like the Instagram page. So I, the first time I went there, you email her. Be like, hey, I want to stay at the camp. And then you kind of exchange information. Like, here's the price. Yada, yada, yada. So like you live, so you stay at the gym. So my room was like, there's the boxing ring. And then like the two rings, and then like my room is right there. That's so cool. And then you, everyone eats dinner together right outside. Oh, and cool. then uh, PA's mama makes food every day. Made two two times, uh, two uh, you know, have you have like breakfast slash lunch at like eleven after morning training, and then after afternoon training she makes another. So uh, how many meals in total? Two. I'd need more than two. So no, hey, if I trust, go, I'm gonna eat like four or five. <laughs> oh man, PA <laughs> make PA makes you eat, man. Okay. He's like, oh no, more rice, more rice, because you need all the calories because you're training you know, two, three hours, twice a day. Wow. And that's in, maybe not including the run. You have to run so much. Okay. In the morning, it's like 10 kilometers, like, you know, six to 10 kilometers. As which, a group, are you doing this? You're doing um, this by yourself? On your, uh, like every gym is different, right? So some gyms are more like up to you type, like as hard as you want to work, you can yeah. work. Or, you know, some gyms are very regimented. I've trained at a few gyms in Thailand. Well, actually just two. Uh, Sitma Chai and PK San Chai. PK San Chai is like one of the most renowned Biggest stadium, uh, biggest, sorry, gyms in Bangkok. They produce like the best fighters. They like, from the, all the little gyms, like if like a prospect is doing very, very well, they'll buy him from from the, like the gym and stuff and the parents to like build them up to like, yeah, it's it's very, it's a very crazy ecosystem of like combat, right? Right. Um, anyway, so you run twice a day, you train twice a day, right? So I'm there, I'm training. Um, I have two fights. Um at Max Muay Thai, and then I remember we were going to watch uh, one of uh, Simon Chai's, uh, Yokonpon, what's his name, Mu, right? People in Thailand they have so many different names, right? They have like their proper name, their nickname, and their fight name, and then they always take on the last, like their last names, the gym's last, as like the gym, so it would be Yokonpon Simon Chai, or Ryan Simon Chai, or whatever, you know? So we're so going like to, so like if um if you fought here you would call yourself Ryan, Ryan Rutherford, Rutherford Hawkins yeah. right because nah <laughs> you train at my gym at the dungeon right yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah let's cut that out <laughs> the, de the denim is getting to your head buddy <laughs> Captain Denim here here to talk smack to Ryan <laughs> just cutting it up uh, so go ahead oh uh, yeah so we're at Lumpini Stadium which I have where I had my first fight at in Thailand that and guy that got you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it happens. Mm -hmm. um, so Yokonpon's fighting for the Lumpini title for, and I remember I walked uh, before I uh, told PA the gym boss at, um, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna fight at Roger down there, and can I'm gonna, I wanna, am I? You think I'm ready? Do you think we can? You make that happen?" He's like, "No problem. Uh, I'll take care." And we're sitting, hanging out at Lumpini, and I, this totally blew past my mind, and. PA is like, Ryan, come with me. I'm like, all right, cool. He introduces me to this old Thai dude. I forgot his name. He was a promoter at Raja Dhamnarin Stadium. Gotcha. He'd be like, hey, this is Ryan. Like, he wants to fight this many kilos. You know, let's make it happen. And he's like, okay, we make it happen. He's like, Ken. Oh, that's it. He's like, Ken. So about like a couple of days go by, PA messages me a picture of a poster and my name's on it, and I'm fighting at Rajan Amnern <laughs> Stadium. I'm like, holy shit. Talk I'm about like, efficiency. Oh, I'm like, oh, God. And he's like, all right. He's like, you fight Raja February, whatever. I'm like, sick. All right. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. How many weeks did you have there? Uh, 
roughly. Yeah, it was like two or three. You know what cool. I mean? So, but with the way you're training, you're ready. Yeah, to fight, yeah you're right? right. You could fight. Yeah, people fight like some people fight twice in a week. Yeah, you know? and then you just keep going. You just keep fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You. So after you fight, your, your skills are sharp when you're there. Oh man, you're just two, three times a day. Exactly. You're you're there twice a day, training five hours a day. You are. Yeah. You could fight anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So after you fight in Thailand, the Thais have this drink. I forgot what it's called, but it's pretty much a laxative. It's the worst tasting thing in the world. <laughs> and their thought process is that it like flushes out all the inflammation out of you. So you drink this terrible drink after you fight, like a day after you fight, and you just spend like a whole day shitting and it's just <laughs> awful. <laughs> I, I have to, to, I'm going to put up a, a picture of the drink and you know, my, <laughs> my fellow Nakamoy are going to know what I'm talking about. Jesus. I remember the first time I did it, I took like two sips. I'm like, no, I'll just be sore. <laughs> I don't need to drink this. <laughs> I'll just deal with it. Because you're fighting, you're not wearing any shin pads, right? And you're just, and when you're fighting, you don't feel anything, right? It, like the, you're when you're slamming each other's shins like afterwards your the adrenaline, adrenaline's gone the adrenaline's gone and you're dumped and you just got all these bruises you're just like oh god i don't want to do anything I what's don't it like to wake up a day after a fight oh man like a, like a, like a tough fight not like, like like not you you beat someone i i know i've i've been friends with you I, i've texted you after you've won a fight easily it's like i'm sure you could yeah, run i've heard you've actually ran the next day and worked yeah, out yeah, so yeah, what's yeah. it like after a battle so that first fight at lumpini stadium i remember i got a cab afterwards me and my buddy ron uh ron Rod, I'm sorry I forgot your name for a second, Rod. I love you, even though I saw you today. Um, wow, what a friend. But his brother owns a... <laughs> you love that thing, aren't you? I'm clapping all the time now, oh, dude. Man. But Rod's brother owns owns a, a bar. He owned a bar. I don't know if he still does. In Bangkok. And he happened to be in Thailand at the same time. So he came and watched me fight in Lumpini. Oh, cool. Watched me get my ass beat. <laughs> Maybe he can give you a drink after. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, yeah, we went out, we walked around Bangkok, we ate bugs, and we drank at his brother's bar. It was that's, awesome. That's cool. It's like people eat bugs there, like potato chips. It's crazy. It's so that funny. Is crazy. Yeah, yeah, like crickets, like a deep fry them. You know. Yeah. So you ended up fighting in this big stadium. Yeah, right? yeah, I ended up fighting at Rajendra Stadium, um, and I ended up winning. Right, I fought Who'd this. You fight? I fought uh, this cat. I don't know his name, but I fought this guy from Iran. He was another foreigner. Right, it was at like. Uh, 170 pounds, right? We both fought, and it went to the distance, and it was awesome, and I won. Decision? Uh, yeah, by decision, by points, yeah. I've, and the way I won was through the Simon Chai style. Simon Chai, like every gym has their own type of style. You know, like every football team has like, oh, these guys are passers. These guys are runners, right? Right. Every some, There's a philosophy there. Yeah, exactly, right? That's what, and Simon Chai style is punching and low kicking. So I just racked up points, punching and low kicking. It felt so good, dude. I'm awesome. like, oh my God. Man. Did you know, go? how many rounds was the fight? It's five rounds. So it's five, five, five three-minute rounds. Did you know going into the fifth round, you're up in points? Yes. You knew? Yes. So how, like, there's different types of Muay Thai, too. There's, like, entertainment Muay Thai in Thailand, and then there's stadium Muay Thai. Entertainment uh, is, like, you know, big flashy lights. They all want blood, guts, glory, all that. So there are three rounds. And then it's, in Thailand, they have two-minute breaks and for both stadium and entertainment Muay Thai. Two minutes long. Yeah, it's a long time. You kind of sit there, and you're just kind of like, all right, cool, I got it. Right. Yeah, or you're like, thank God, dude, and I'm, I'm tired. The benefit, I would imagine, for the two-minute rounds in a three-round fight is that you're sprinting the whole time um, in a way because you can. You get yeah, the rest, right? Yeah. That's what yeah, they want? Yeah, well, in entertainment Muay Thai, yeah. But in the stadium Muay Thai, the philosophy is very different because the gambling is very influenced in fighting, right? Yeah. I think in uh, – I could be missaying this, but – 
gambling in Thailand is illegal, except in like the boxing stadiums. So when they have stadium Muay Thai, like the first round, it's just a feel out process, right? So they everyone get their bets in. There's different hand signals and stuff that these Thai people are doing. Like there's a whole stadium of these Thai people putting in their bet, like putting in their bets, right? This is like blue corner, red corner, twenty thousand baht. You know what I mean? And it's a whole exchange, and you, everyone's like, okay, I'm, I want to bet blue, and then it's like, oh, I want to bet. He's like, and then they point at each other, and it's just, it's just so crowded. That's wild. Yeah, they do the whole hand signal thing. I don't remember the entire. Of course. Yeah, but it's. It's nuts. And then after the fight's over, if you lose, you have to go out and pay. But sometimes people jet because they don't have money. And like, that's, that's just like a big, big no no. And like, <laughs> mafia gets involved and getting and might broken be, legs, dude. Broken legs. Yeah. Not even like, that's it for that guy. That's rough, dude. Well, I'm happy we're in America where, where the NFL is not rigged. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Supposedly. So, like, gambling influences uh, the bouts quite a bit, right? right. The odds and stuff. So, and then stadium Muay Thai, so you kind of build your way up into the fight. So the first, second round, it's just kind of set the odds. The third and the fourth round, that's when like the fight happens, right? And then the biggest round is the fourth round. If you win the fourth round, you pretty much win the fight. Okay. And then the fifth round, um, you're still fighting and stuff, but like once, you know, one person's like pretty clearly ahead on points, they chill. They take a step back. They kind of dance around the ring. Or if both fighters think they win, they're like, no, we got this. Like, they don't really don't fight. They kind of let the time run because they might be fighting three weeks later. They don't want to bang their bodies up. Right. Now, that's perfect. You bring up a great point that I want you to address for the audience. When you're up in a fight, because you've probably been on both ends. Yeah. You've been on ends where you're up in the fifth round. Yeah. What's your mentality and what's your philosophy? Yeah. Like, how is like does it change fight to fight? Yeah, of course. And, and then you've been down going yeah, into the yeah, fifth yeah. round. So I'm sure that's a much different mindset. So mm -hmm. talk about being up, yeah, talk about being down. So if you're up, you're, I'm just like, all right, I got to protect my lead is what they call it. You got to protect your league. So you're kind of like trying to stall the clock, right? right? You can't always think I'm going to knock this guy out every second because, you know, you want to win the fight. The goal is to win. Right. And some of the most famous fighters, they're just they're just very, not, I wouldn't say knuckleheaded, but they just want to go out and they want to knock everyone out. They want to entertain everybody. Right. At the end of the day, this type of sport is just entertainment for everybody. Yeah. So, but if I'm ahead, you know, I'm moving around, keeping away, making sure my defense is good. Okay. And if I'm down, it's like, man, I got to eat this dude's face. I got to put him down on the ground. Have and, you ever been in a situation where you're up and you got, you caught yourself in pretty bad danger? Like mm. whether you were up big and like you got yeah. caught and it's like, have you ever lost a fight going in where you felt like you were winning the whole fight? Except for yeah, the fight? of course, because the, the fights are judged by three people. And so it's just like three opinions, right? right. That determine if you win or lose yeah so you don't know what they might see and not see you know and you're in there fighting nothing you, you're so. not you're not thinking about that you're just honestly i'm thinking like i need to make that of this alive <laughs> <laughs> at the most primal time. <laughs> like cool i'm alive oh i didn't win all right cool whatever <laughs> i'm fine you know yeah. overall any regrets right so if you could go back 16 years old yeah would you do it again of course no yeah doubt. oh 100 percent I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I wouldn't change a thing, but you'd go into it. Oh, yeah. I'd probably start with just kicking. I kick more in the beginning instead of punching. You know what I mean? Right. I clinch more. You know what I mean? Just right. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Because maybe I've lost some fights because I couldn't clinch. Or how do you, you think? How do you think Ken, Ken would feel about that? Uh, you, would, he, would he want you to go back and do it again? What do you, what's your family? Uh, my yeah, they they see how happy it makes me, and they they're all about it. So That's awesome. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, because I mean, in America, and just in general, like. You're the only friend that I have that fights at the level that you fight at. Yeah. And if I wasn't friends with you, I wouldn't have anyone in my life that fights at that level. Yeah. So it's not a very common thing. Yeah. 
right? I know I'm social a, media might make it seem like, oh, you know, cool. but it's, it's super cool, but I, it's not, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, how many more fights would you like to do before you walk away uh, at this stage? How so old are you? I'm 29. 29. And how many different continents have you fought on? How many different countries? Uh, so all over America, I fought in Mexico and Thailand. Okay. Yeah. How many? How many more? How many forts? Do, uh, do you have a number? Do you have at least no, an age? That you no, want to go to? not at all. So it's nothing like that. I'm just I'm kind of at the point right now in my 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 head. I'm just kind of trying to I'm trying to enjoy the journey of whatever comes next. I'm not trying to put any. There's no expectation. I'm like oh, I got to have this many fights. I got to do this this this. I'm just enjoying my journey wherever that might take me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe tomorrow I wake up and I want to be a sewer, right? And I just love sewing. Maybe I'll sew all day. I don't know. Maybe I'll forget about fighting. I don't know. But I'm just trying to live my like live every day and just be happy doing whatever i'm doing and right now that's working out and doing muay thai and teaching people muay thai it's something very very passionate about that's awesome that's beautifully said if you could fight anyone in the world and by the way what what weight classes have you fought at what do you okay give me the weight hat give me all the weight classes you fought at but then tell me where you typically have been fighting recently. yeah sure so i've Typically fought at anywhere from like 160 pounds, right? My very first fight, I weighed 160 pounds. I was like skin and bone. So like like shrunken, looking all crazy. And then I fought as heavy as like 185 pounds. So it's a big gap. For right? wide range? Yeah. So. Where have you been fighting at recently? Typically it's like, and kilograms. I know we're in America. We don't really use kilograms. It's anywhere from like 77 kilograms to 75. So 170, 170 pounds to like 165 that like when i'm 165 pounds i'm the most strong it's like a because when you go and fight and you have a match coming up you don't want to fight at the weight you're walking around at you kind of want to get a little advantage because everyone cuts weight is what right. they're saying so you want to deplete yourself a little bit so the 75 kilograms it's kind of it's difficult right as i gotten older your body's change you know what i mean and then like how good you are with your diet your water it's a very it's like its own little process it's kind of stupid because you're depleting yourself a, like to the point of like where you like are losing your eyesight and like feeling like ass and you might like people have died cutting weight. Right. It's dangerous. And it's very, very dangerous. You're doing that the day before you fight someone mm -hmm. in a ring. So it's kind of stupid, but everyone does it. And I, you know. What, like. do you, what are you walking around? Like last fight you did, what were you walking around at before you started really making the cut? Yeah. And, then what, and then you fought at 160. Yeah, yeah. So how, how, what's, you know, how my last you? fight. I boxed in Mexico and it was like a day notice. They're like, hey, do you want to do it? Do you want to box this day? The guy that uh, I was training with, Eddie, he's like, hey, like there's this guy, you know, he's kind of your weight. Do you want to box him? He's like, he doesn't have that many fight as many fights as you, but he's going to be a strong. He's going to have a lot of power. So Ryan calls me, right? Like that day. And he tells me, hey, man, I just got a boxing match that yeah. offered me a day in advance. Ah, I don't know. What do you think? And I think what I told you was, as a good friend, I'm like, well, hey, at least you can work on your uh, your hands. <laughs> yeah. uh, Calls me back. I think you whooped him, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, dude got me with some good punches, but I was just having fun, man. It was crazy. I was like boxing my hokas and like <laughs> these raggedy Muay Thai because we were going to Merida, right? Um, this city in Mexico, and a few of the boys were fighting. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go around. I'm going to help corner them and just hang out, right? Yeah. Fight trips are fun like that, right? You go out, you're all hanging out. It's a very bonding experience. Like, yeah. And He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could go just, man, if you want to box, yeah, you can do it. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, eh, whatever. I'll go. Maybe he shows up. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, am I fighting? I don't know. Right. Maybe, eh, whatever. I go and I box, box the dude, whatever, and I win. It was fun. Um, the fight before that, um, 
I fought at 75 kilograms and I was walking around at like probably like 180 or something like that. Uh, like the week of the fight is when you like really dial in you know, like your water intake, your nutrition, and like you kind of cut out salt and you kind of drop down and then you do like a last water cut. Right. So like the day, like right before you uh, go it, you have the water cut and you lose anywhere. Well, depending how big you are and like kind of your anatomy, right? The more muscle you have, the more water you have in your body. So you can cut more weight, right? right? So usually on the day of the weigh-in, I have about anywhere from four to seven pounds cut. And at this point, I'm already like, you know what I mean? You can see it in my face, like, like sunken. I'm sunken in. Yeah. And like my brain function isn't good. And I'm like around these people and people ask me all these questions like oh what time are you fighting and i'm like i don't know dude leave me alone like i'm cutting weight when right, yeah, get the fuck away from you. <laughs> yeah. when you're losing that weight you step on the scale typically at this time yeah, yeah. what time is that uh, it depends it's like sometimes it's in the morning the day before sometimes it's the morning the day of if it's the day before like yeah. you're 6 a.m yeah and then you're fighting the next night obviously you don't know when because yeah. different fights but you basically have 36 ish hours right about a day 24 hours and then plus the next yeah, yeah, night. Yeah. yeah, you probably gain anywhere from like, like 10, 10, 15 pounds. Maybe. You feel good going into a fight uh, after that? Sometimes, yeah. You ever feel like, like have you ever woken it. up on a day? Oh, for you're a just fight? like, oh, I feel like ass. Have you ever woken up and said, I don't want to fight today? Yeah, of course. Damn. I've gone into fights and be like, I don't want to fight. But then you get out there, you right. get warmed up. Yeah, and then, uh, then it's a battle in my head. I'm like, no, like, I have no other choice. Like, you agreed to this, you got to go fucking get it, right? What is it like making a walk to a fight? What's that like? Um, what is it like making a walk? Um, I feel like that to me. I mean, I've never made the walk, made a walk, but I've heard a lot of fighters say, no matter who, who they go against, because they know what it's like to make a walk, right? Yeah. They, you autom- you automatically get their respect because you made the walk too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it isn't an easy thing to do. No, it's not an easy no thing No matter how do. good you are, what experience any, level you're at. It's any type of performance, right? You could ask the same thing to a guitar player before they have a giant concert, right? It's them, that everyone's watching them, right? It's a performance. Yeah. Yeah, and with fighting, it's a very personal thing. Like, oh, you got your ass kicked. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to get their ass kicked. No. But making a walk, for me, like, in my head right now, I'm thinking it's like the transition between my, like, I don't have a personality disorder, but it's the changes of my personalities, my my aura, like, not my aura, but just kind of like the peep, my person changes. I go from Ryan, the cool guy, like the cool, handsome, rugged, (laughs) pretty, whatever you want to call me, to the, yeah, 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 (laughs) to the fighter. Yeah. And when you're the fighter, nothing else matters other than smashing the other fool that's across from you. At the end of the day, you get, after the end of the fight, you guys can be friends. When it's time to fight, you can't have any respect. You got to, because if I don't try to hurt him, he's going to hurt me. And I don't want to get hurt. That's beautiful. uh, If you could fight anyone like if, there, if you could fight anyone on earth at your weight class, right? And we're probably going to stick with professionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would you feel like that'd be the most dangerous guy to fight that you've watched fight? And mm. I'm talking someone that's obviously, you know, mm. way up there. Yeah. I don't know. Who, who would you stand across from and be like, oh man, <laughs> I'm sure everyone... I've had that happen quite a few times <laughs> in the Olympics. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. Like I'm like, fighting I'm, this guy. Like, fuck. I'll give you an example. In my friends in our group chat, something that's a consistent theme when we're talking and, in, in, uh, you know, group party chats or in person we we always say i would never want to fight john jones and i yeah. know he's got a, the, a prime john jones because i look at that guy i'm like that guy i really believe he's the just best, the best, the best ever i mean he could get you in any way so yeah, like yeah. It, like i don't know like at your weight class who would you look at and be like not in like a scared way but like oh. you have the most 
fear and respect oh, for that. Alex Pereira in like a kickboxing fight. Yeah, oh, man, that dude's a terrifying individual, and it's his frame and just the way he, how much power he generates. You know, what I mean? he's tall, skinny. I'm tall and skinny, so it'd be like it'd be such a hard fight because, like, one, he's gonna be good at the same things that I'm good at because right. I'm tall and skinny, and two. And obviously he's a lot bigger than I am, yeah. but he's just juiced out and like he touches people and they just like they just the lights go out. Touch yeah. of death, huh? Yeah. Of your idols, I will change it. Of your idols that you've ever watched, and I yeah. have a few. Who would you just be most honored to share that experience and fight with? Oh man, there's I've had a handful of people that have like inspired me to go and do like really cool, awesome things, uh, and kind of like piggyback kind of like on what are they doing because you don't know what you're doing you get to a certain point you're kind of on your own you kind of like have to figure it out with like because there's not that many people that keep going some people quit right away you know so you kind of have to you know follow uh one of the one of my idols i got to train with him for in mexico his name's eddie farrell he's a australian an australian man uh, he's a wonderful person with a very, very kind heart, and man, it'd be awesome. I, I, would, I don't even want to fight him, but like just his fighting style and you know just the kind of the person he is, and it'd be it'd be a huge honor to go against him. But he's such a good friend of mine, and he has been my coach. He's held I don't know how many rounds of pads for me, so it'd be kind of weird, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Be kind of fighting on two fronts. You got to fight that urge to just yes. automatically fight, but then it's your friend. Yeah, that you have a lot of respect. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so clearly you stay in shape outside of the gym. Yeah. So I know we were joking that before the podcast. You're joining that the cult. I don't know yeah, if that was CrossFit on. cult. CrossFit cult. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. But I also know that you've ran a marathon, right? Yeah, yeah. half marathon. Half marathon. Yeah, I like running. You, you know, like running, yeah. st- to stay in shape. I love training. Right. I yeah. I try to train every day. I try to do a little bit of Muay Thai every day. I like to run. Right. I kind of fall into that through like Muay Thai is just like running and stuff like that. And I'm starting to get into like weight training and stuff like that. And just adding that aspect of training. And right now you're not training for a fight. No. You're not booked to fight. So in a typical week, like you, you, you train in once a day, twice a day, do you mix it up? Yeah. So yeah, it depends how I'm feeling. Right. Cause I'm not training for anything, but I try to get, you know, I try to hit it two a day every morning, every day, not every morning, every day, I try to hit a morning session and then an afternoon session. Right. At least an hour all right, more more relaxed question here. How did you and I become friends? How oh, the hell did that happen? Dude? Like, what yeah, what the hell were we doing, and how did this happen? Because here we are, dude. Yeah, we were. Well, back in the day, I was really into I was into the stick game, right? I was yeah. really into Xbox. This and guy's stuff. a Halo fiend. Dweet. Oh man, <laughs> Halo Mas- fiend. Master Chief is my boy. That man. was you, dude. <laughs> that was you. I was Master Chief, but no, we would always play Xbox together and stuff like that. And I remember. Um, I joined the National Guard. I was thinking about joining the National Guard, and I remember you joining uh, the Army. Right. And I had some questions like that, so we kind of bonded over that. And then... Um, and we then, didn't talk for years. Yeah, we didn't talk for years. And then I came back from Thailand the second time, and uh, I started getting into, like, training people, and then you jumped in. You, we started training together, like, two, three times a week for, like, I don't know, months. Yeah, we went... It was about seven months. I would go... I Well... I remember it was COVID. Yeah, yeah it was, was during COVID. I was doing some cardio in the basement after lifting. Right? Yeah, I came yeah, home because, yeah. like, gyms were closed. Yeah, yeah. So I'm at my cousin Dan's training, lifting weights, and we have a treadmill in the basement. So I come home. I'm, I'm just doing, like, I'm walking at an incline for, like, 25 yeah. minutes, right? I get a text from you, and you're like, hey, man. And I think I'd imagine when you were, like, I know you're you, you're, you're interested in the sport because I, I post a lot of UFC stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm athletic or whatever, and I lift. And so. You're athletic? Somewhat. Used to be washed up, washed up athlete right here, uh, right there. And so, and so, you were like, you want to come by and train? And I'll never forget. I'm like, hey, send me your address, because what I what I'm thinking as a guy who's just 
routine oriented. How far do I got to drive? Yeah, is you're trying impact? to like, is this going to make my day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah. it going to fit in my schedule? Because if I'm going to go after lifting, right? Uh, am I? Is it? Is it thirty minutes away? Right. And I, I plug your address in, and you're literally two minutes yeah, away yeah, from yeah, where yeah. I live. And so after that, Ryan and I trained together for for a while. I don't know if you remember our first session. Oh my God! I don't even have to say anything. I, <laughs> Go ahead. What uh, happened? I remember you like. Oh, I really want to learn how to do a spinning backflip. <laughs> I'm like, like I just wanted to like take your head. Do you ever see? Uh, happy? No, is it Billy Madison? And you just like. I mean, the kid's like, I can't wait to go to high school. He's just like, no, dude, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so so let me explain. I'm a huge McGregor fan. I love the spinning back kick that he would throw, yeah, and I've yeah. watched tons of highlights. And I, I walk in, we're training, we're warming up. He's having me do some shadow boxing. Ryan's got a cup of tea in his hand. <laughs> yeah. He's got some Muay Thai shorts on. Uh, yeah. He's just walking on his toes. He's, how you doing, man? Good to see you, buddy. Man, you got bigger <laughs> from high school. And... And I'm warming up, and he says, hey, man, uh, so what do you want to learn? Yeah. And I look at him like that stupid little kid and say, I really want to learn how to throw a spinning back kick. <laughs> and Ryan kind of collects himself, right? And so anyone that's a sports fan, that's like going to basketball practice mm. in, like, middle school. Yeah. And the coach saying, what do you want to get out of this? And you're like, I want to do an alley-oop dunk before the end of <laughs> the season. Yeah. And the coach is just like, all right, okay, we got to. Oh, yeah, learn how to lay up. Dude. Let's just do a let's, right let's dribble. <laughs> let's dribble the ball. And that yeah. was me. So we got there, though. We did yeah, get there. Yeah, yeah, of course. We did get there. We yeah. put some time in that gym. Yeah, dude. We sure did, dude. Okay, so um, I want to do a segment on who wins in a fight. Okay. Okay. Want your just your initial reaction. You can give some breakdown. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But I just want you to give the name first. And then they yeah, want to do yeah, some. Sure, sure, sure. Cool. Okay. Obviously, it just got announced that they're going to be on the uh, Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. McGregor uh, second time. So McGregor, McGregor and, and Chandler. Chandler, Chandler. Who wins? I think Chandler wins. Tell me why. I think because one, McGregor's got so much money now, right? Yeah. So I don't think he's got that heart you know, or the desire to go out and grind because you have to be out there grinding every single day. And if you look at his last few fights, you know, he's kind of – on the on the downslope, right? He's lost. Like the life, the life of a fighter is like up, 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 and then they have like a big catastrophic event and they kind of drop. Yeah. But so it's really cool when you see another incline, right? But I just think with Chandler's power and just like the and I don't just kind of like the aura of like McGregor right now. I think Chandler knocks him out at least. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the wrestling, you have you have to forget uh, the grappling. Chandler's a very good grappler and athlete. I think Chandler is like a better version, clearly of. Was it not? It wasn't Alvarez. Um, someone else gave McGregor a hard time when he was in the lightweight. I can't think of the name. Oh, of the guy. Chad Mendes. Chad Mendes, and I think I think he's a better but Chad Mendes. Chad, uh, Chad Mendes took the fight on like two weeks notice. On two weeks notice, and he took him down and beat him up the first round. He did. Yeah, right. yeah. I, remember I know watching. they were lighter then, but still, yeah. Chandler's explosive. Yeah, he's very explosive. He's a good athlete. And Dustin and Dustin was interviewed, and he said, "I think McGregor's going to win." However, yeah. Chandler takes more shots than I thought he could. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. But I think McGregor's precision and his accuracy is going to be a very, very important thing. Like what the fight with Otto was like nine seconds. He just stepped back, touched him with the left hand, and he zoinked out, right? No doubt, no doubt. Surprising McGregor took the fight with him because he's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, he's going to give you – it's going to be an entertaining fight. Yeah. Those styles can. Okay. Yeah. Next fight, John Jones or Gain? That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. John Jones hasn't fought in a long time, um, and he's never fought a heavyweight. But he has the grappling advantage, one. Um, and two, he's the greatest of all, like, 
could be obvious. Actually, is he your greatest of all time? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's never lost. The only loss that he has is a DQ because he elbowed the dude wrong. And, and he was he, beating him. He was beating him up. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's never fought a heavyweight, and Gon's a very dynamic striker. So, uh, he, and the, like the long range striking, I think Gon has an advantage. And Gon has a great Muay Thai base. So, it's going to be interesting. And in the last fight, uh, Gon struggled with the grappling with Ngano. So you kind of have to play that into the part. So I think John Jones is going to grapple. I'll grapple him okay. is what it's going to be. At least in the first few rounds and kind of tire him out because he's a big dude, right? right? All that muscle takes up uh, takes out oxygen, right? They're going to be tired. So if I was John Jones, I would be grappling early and then look for the finish at later in the round. Like the third or fourth round is what I think is going to happen, like, nice. a, like a John Jones stoppage I, what i like for john jones is that he's not just shooting up to heavyweight he's been at heavyweight yeah. now because of all this time where he was trying to fight yeah. uh, in Ghana, right yeah yeah so now he isn't a and he just did this in six months yeah. this has been a few years i believe yeah yeah it's like three or four years that he hasn't fought so he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a more natural heavyweight yeah. when he walks in there with that weight so cool you got that one you already talked about one of them who wins in a fight adesanya or pierre Pereira, Asanya, and Pereira. Okay. All right, this so they've actually number three. This or is four, no, right? this is the fourth fight. Fourth, fourth. So Pereira has beat Asanya three times already. So I think you know when you when you have like these fights with some some people just have each other's number. You know what I mean? Like, you ever have that in your fight career? Yeah, yeah. People have had my number. I've had other people's numbers. Yeah, of course. But um, I think just Pereira has. Some, like there's something in Adesanya's brain that Pajera owns. Like he owns a, a real, little bit of real estate in his brain, yeah. right? Sitting on the outside, I could be totally wrong. I don't know, but I think Pajera knocks him out again. Wow. Yeah, I want to because I like Pajera. You guys are guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he used to be a Glory kickboxing champion. Uh, when I fought on Glory, Glory is like the UFC of uh, of kickboxing, K1 uh, style. Did Adesanya fight on there too? Didn't was, yeah, yeah. Adesanya fought, fought on Glory. No, they they fought in China twice. Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, but. Uh, Adesanya did fight on Glory before, but um, they didn't fight each other. Um, I remember watching uh, Pajera fight live, and I was just like, "Dude, this guy is a fucking animal!" Like, and after, it was like I fought on the preliminary card, and he was like the main event or something like that. And we stick around and hung out. It was so cool just to see this dude smash. Awesome. We got two more. All right. Next one. Who wins in a fight? Now, hey, I want the honest truth. Ryan Rutherford oh, God. or his next opponent. Oh, Ryan Rutherford all day. Oh, yeah. I like the confidence. Uh, there Last one. Last one. Adam Hawkins oh. or Hasbula? Who's Hasbula. winning that fight? Hasbula all day. Hasbula all day. day. <laughs> <laughs> he looks ball. like he's got those quick uh, hands, bro. Yeah, you're Hasbula senior, dude. You're just a full-grown Hasbula. <laughs> you're the reverse Benjamin Button of Bula. <laughs> all right. Hey, you know what? Ryan's on here on the Adams Plus One. He's been great, and I want to get to a few more things before we wrap it up here. So, Ryan, I know we've talked about uh, – I saw your post recently about, you know, you're not sure what yet, but you're going to be putting um, together more of your own clientele, yeah. a gym. You're pushing building for a, a vision. You're building your brand. Talk me through that, where you're where you're at with it right now, and the logo that was yeah. created, which was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I started um, – throughout my whole journey, right? Um, it was probably like three or four years ago is when I decided, I'm like, you know what? Like this, this smart, like martial arts in general has inspired me so much, you know, as a human being to, you know, strive to be better every day and do all these things. And it's taught me discipline. And um, 
I've kind of made it like in my head. I'm like, like three or four years ago. I'm like, you know what? Like, I really want to create a like a warm, welcoming space for other people to learn this as well. And I just want to like inspire one person to keep keep it going. You know what I mean? Or I want to inspire multiple people to you know give them a space where to inspire them through martial arts. So um, I just recently. Uh, decided uh, like on a name R R M T Ryan Rutherford Muay Thai and R R M T R R M T yes yeah yeah and um, currently teaching classes at No Joke uh, Martial Arts uh, when are you teaching mostly your classes uh, Monday and Friday and then I sub throughout the you know throughout the week and I'm also I do private lessons and stuff like that for awesome. people um, looking to add more times and uh, classes right now to you know kind of build the population up but i got you know we have right now we have a good group of people that are you know kind of getting to that point of where they're going to get ready to compete so it's really cool it's really cool to see uh people you know other people uh that share that same uh love for something that you do right yeah yeah, yeah. so and then uh, I don't have a, there's no physical location or anything like that right now, but you know we're just getting the idea out there and uh, building that brand and creating that space for people to uh, get be inspired, right, and to be a better per, a better version of themselves, right, and to leave all like when you for me personally when I come to the gym and I train, my whole life like my outside life is just completely gone. All I'm worried about is punching, kicking, elbowing, kneeing, right? It's simple. I, it's simple. I get a complete escape from the reality of life, work deadlines, being angry about something, my car is broken, whatever, you know. So that's why it's 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 such it's a therapy. Ther- it's therapy. It's therapy. Man. It's the cheapest form of therapy you'll ever buy. Yeah. All right. No yeah. doubt. Okay, so we got a few more things before I let you go. First, I want to talk about criticism, right? Because what I've went through, because I know we touched on criticism earlier, yeah. but I want to, you know, let you know, I want to thank you. Right, because working with Ryan for seven or eight months straight and during COVID, it was something much different than my bodybuilding training. Yeah. Or really like when I was in the military or as an athlete growing yeah. up. And it allows you to do something you've never done before. And I think anytime you try something new and you it's suck scary. at it. And especially it's scary. Yeah. Number one, it's scary. But when you're not good at it, no, it humbles you. Yeah. It humbles you. It right? humbles, the sh- humbles the crap out of you. Yeah. And it allowed me to not be criticizing others. Not not saying I, that was an issue for me, but it it really split my brain. And now I view things differently. So, for example, I was actually listening to a song by Eminem I really love. It's called On Fire. Right? Okay. He opens up the song, and, and the lyric he uses is, you know, critics, man, one thing about critics that I've noticed is that they never ask me how my day went. Well, I'm gonna tell him, and then a few a few like lines later, right? He says something like that I just I just love and I want to share with you. So let me pull it up. And he says, next time you blow, next time you uh, try to blog, next time you next time before you blog, try and spit a flow. And what he means is before you criticize how I rap, my skill or anything. Why don't you go, try it? Go try it. Yeah. And so when it comes to martial arts, right? This is why I don't like criticizing like oh. someone gets knocked out or made fun of. Yeah. Let's see you go fight. Yeah. Or I call them Cheeto-eating bloggers, right? People that sit, <laughs> yeah. sit around, and it's clear, like, all they're doing is um, sitting around. They don't have dreams. They don't have passions. Oh. And they're just talking smack about everyone else that's pursuing something. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I always think that's a Cheeto-eating blogger. Yeah. And they should try to get up and try to go fight or something. Go, to, oh. go take a martial arts Not class, even. right? Just, yeah, just do a class. Do a class. Let's yeah. see what's up, right? And I think what you'll realize is, man, this is harder. Now you have empathy. I think you just become a better person in that experience. Yeah, yeah. And so thank you for doing that for me. Of course, man. And then got two more things before we go, and this can be quick. 
what is your biggest goal in 2023? So if, okay, to, when I call you December 31st, 2023 and say, hey, what was the thing that you wanted to accomplish most and did you accomplish it? What is that in 2023? Uh, it's building a place, you know, to inspire people to do martial arts, right? Physical uh, location. Uh, I wouldn't or, say physical location, right? I don't want to... I don't want to put any expectation, right? When it when it's supposed to happen, it'll happen, right? I want to let go of all expectations, and I just want to continue to, you know, be a be a good, a, you know, a good person for people to look up to, to get inspired through doing Muay Thai, martial arts, do whatever. You know what I mean? So just keep doing that, man. It's, well, very, can, it's a it's a very it makes me feel good inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I can say from experience, you've done that for me. So I want to thank you for coming on. You've yeah. been amazing. Also. An admin note, every plus one that comes on, they're strongly encouraged before they come on to donate to the Belvedere YMCA. I'm a pending board member. I'll, I should be a board member here shortly. So I just yeah. want to thank you. And Luke Hendrickson as well. He was my first guest. You guys both donated. Even my third guest that's already lined up has donated. It's something that I'm doing. So if you're out there and you can give, I'm going to put a link up on my Instagram page. Please go and give if you can. It doesn't have to be to the Belvedere YMCA. If you can give to anyone, any charity that you care about, please yeah. do. I think I got one more thing to say before I close us out. You know what? It's been a hell of a time, dude. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, there's one thing I want to share with you. Oh, right. okay. Here we go. Uh, God. So there's this very, very empowering quote you know, of by Theovor. Theo, Theovor. Sorry, I've I'll been fighting. Quote? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just hard. You know, words are hard for me. I've been fighting for a long time. Theodore Roosevelt said that the man in the arena. I don't know if you're familiar. Of course. Please tell the audience. They okay. Don't know. So. It's off a famous speech. So it reads like this. It's not the critic who counts and timid souls who never know victory or defeat. So I want to leave everyone with that. And if you live life without passion, you're not living. You're just existing. So couldn't, couldn't so, say it. Couldn't so say go it. find a passion. Be excited about something and don't be a dweeb. Don't like be, Adam. Don't be, <laughs> don't be like Adam. Don't be a Cheeto-eating blogger, man. Don't be a Cheeto-eating blogger. Don't be a Cheeto-eating blogger. Don't sit there, criticize other people. Because the truth is about what they're doing and spend that time doing whatever it is that's in your heart that you want to do. Exactly. Right. Thank you for sharing that quote. Thank you for coming on. Also, we're always going to give a shout out to Yash because Yash is owns this place. Yash is awesome. Again, this is not my studio. I am very lucky that he does all the technical stuff. It's beautiful. We love the background here. You crushed it, Yash. Thank you so much. You're the man. That's it for episode two. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Boom.